Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Well, you heard the comments of Gator football coach Mark Stoop. Uh, Mark Stoop, I just was talking about him. Uh, uh, Billy Napier, welcome into a <laughs> a Monday edition of Sports in ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Alongside the Gator QB, Shane Matthews, I'm Steve Russell. Brad's going to produce today. Uh, we will uh, – lots to do today, lots to cover uh, after what happened, not only here in Gainesville, but nationally – you know, Scott Frost fired. What's happened at Texas A&M? What a great weekend for the Sun Belt with Marshall and uh, Appy. Appy State. Uh, you know, really good for them. Uh, should we break now? No? Okay, we'll do that. Okay. All right. Shane, I guess what uh, has struck me here um, is, and, and I get any percentage of the fan base is going to change literally game to game. But when it comes to Anthony Richardson, there were people that were anointing him the Heisman Trophy. There were people saying, you know, why shouldn't he play? Why, you know, all that when Emory Jones was here. And after one game, one game, I'm going to give you a sampling of uh, some of the things that were said um, about him. Okay. Well, one is, uh, well, here, this is actually a good one from Eric. Maybe many things to be concerned about after watching the Gators lost to Kentucky. My biggest concern is Richardson. Based on what I saw, as he goes, so goes the offense. It's not his decision-making or his ability to hit his receivers or his leg talent. That concerns me. What I'm concerned about is something that's harder to see, his confidence Early in the game, after another errant pass, there was a close-up shot of Richardson on TV behind his face mask. I saw the eyes of a scared kid. Quarterbacks make mistakes. It's inevitable how they respond to those mistakes. You need a quarterback who has the mentality when things go wrong. He can't wait to go back out there and fix them. Your thoughts? Yeah, uh, the disturbing thing is, I guess, in his presser, he talked about his confidence being shaken. I don't know if I've ever heard someone actually say that. Uh, He's a young player. Uh, struggled mightily throwing the football the other night. We know that. Um, you know, that's usually when, when you're struggling, you want to try to get some easy throws, kind of like when you're tr- struggling shooting the basketball, get a layup, see the ball go through the basket. Uh, but it was just one of those nights. And, and quarterbacks, we all have those bad nights. Uh, but that was a rough one. Frederick then says, the Gators are garbage. <laughs> and Richardson needs to go. Oh, boy. Here we go. See? that's the, Now, I promise you, the game before that, that was not the sentiment yeah. of that particular person emailing. And again, you have every right as fans to say what you want to say. Uh, Ralph says, Kentucky football MVP of the week, Anthony Richardson. Well, I would say Mark Stoops and his staff and players. I thought they had a good game plan, and I thought they played pretty well. I thought uh, defensively they had a great plan. Uh, offensively, they were so-so. I, I was – we knew they had offensive line issues, and that proved proved so early in the game. They made some adjustments at half, but their offensive line in the first half was bad. Mike says uh, he's 100% behind Coach Napier and Anthony Richardson. In the opening snap, he didn't look right. Sluggish, poor body language. I thought it was a very bad offensive game plan, but I still believe in Coach Napier. I put most of the blame on where the football program is on the last three horrible coaching hires. <laughs> It's going to take some time to change the mindset 
of the current players from the mess the program was left in. The Gators are 2-9 and nine in their last 11 SEC games. Pitiful. Well, here's what I'll say to that. He talks about the mindset. These kids don't have any kind of mindset from the previous staff. I can promise you that. Secondly, I believe we all sat here all summer long and said this is a team that was 6-7 and seven last year. If they win seven or eight games, it will be a remarkable year. And even after Utah, I mean, if you look at the Utah game and we won it, and thank goodness we did win it, almost everything went right. Yep, yep. Jeff says, mark my words, based on the result, look for the Swamp to be about 50% capacity against USF. I don't know, I don't think 50% capacity, but will there be less people there? Yeah, probably so. It's uh, 1214, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. More with the Gator QB, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good morning, I'm Trent Whittemore. Russell Wilson makes a trip back to Seattle tonight as the Broncos take on the Seahawks in a Monday night football showdown. Coverage begins right here at 8 p.m. The Tampa Bay Bucks defeated the Cowboys last night to start 1-0, highlighted by 127 yards on the ground from Leonard Fournette. They traveled to New Orleans Sunday to take on the Saints in a divisional battle. Gator Volleyball hosts Florida State tomorrow night at home. The Gators are looking for their fourth straight win in a row, coming off three matches where they have yet to lose a set. The Tampa Bay Rays are in Toronto tonight for the start of a pivotal three-game series. They lead the Jays by just half a game in the AL East wildcard race. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Trent Whittemore. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Hello, friend. Al Purnell here, the sausage man, for Purnell's Old Folks Country Sausage. People ask me how Old Folks Sausage got its name. Well, Old Folks was my daddy's nickname. He got it when he was a little boy, being around the old folks and listening to their stories and learning things. That's how he learned to make great tasting sausage the old-time way, and that's still how we make it today. Try Purnell's Old Folks Country Sausage, because it's good. Hurricane season is here, and now is the time to make a plan and secure your home. Take inventory of your home's hurricane preparedness kit. Don't forget about your pets. Even if you evacuate, secure your home's windows and doors from the storm. Being prepared helps protect your family and home. This hurricane season, don't delay. Make a plan today. Know your zone. Know your home. Learn more at floridadisaster.org. This message is sponsored by the Florida Division of Emergency Management, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. One other thing that I like about Exceptional Dentistry compared to other practices I've been to is it's one practice. From soup to nuts, whatever I need in terms of my dental care, I know that they're going to be accountable and responsible to what services they're providing for me. Other practices that I've dealt with over the years, I felt like I had to triangulate, whether it be someone extracting and another person implanting. Here, it, it is a one-stop party shop. You're going to get every level of care that you need in terms of your dental care. I, I've become a new person since uh, all of these treatments have started. I'm extremely pleased with the time and the money investment that I've, that I've made into this. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com.
Radiant Credit Union could cover your car payments for a whole year. Are you listening? A year! We don't want to be responsible for any FOMO or the complex emotions you might go through if you miss out. So, here's your heads up. Right now, you can save big with a Radiant Credit Union auto loan at an amazingly low rate. Plus, no payments for 90 days. And you could win your car payments for a year. But hurry, this offer ends September 30th. Visit RadiantCU.org slash autoloan and get started. Federally insured by NCUA. No purchase necessary. See website for contest rules. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. Gator fans, make a fashion statement this season from a huge selection of shirts, jackets, backpacks, hats, and hundreds of other Gator Gear products at the UF Bookstore on campus at the Rights Union. Gator Gear is among the most fashionable gear you can have. Choose from hundreds of orange and blue designs, plus the largest selection of new Jordan sideline apparel and Nike collections. In school or out of school, the UF Bookstore is the place to gear up for game day. Wear the orange and blue to every game, indoors or outdoors. Get yours at the UF Bookstore. Go Gators! The WRUF Radio app. Your source for sports every second of every hour of every day. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Gator Volleyball Head Coach Mary Wise, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Looking for the best pizza in town? Head on over to Leonardo's Millhopper. The pizza and garlic knots are incredible and will have you coming back for more. That's Leonardo's Pizza. Make okay. sure you tell them Shane sent you. That's what we'll do. And remember, if you're calling out, uh, calling up today, uh, try to get to your question, and we'll try to get the answers because we have a lot of people who want to talk today. Joe, you'll lead off. How are you? Doing well. Okay, what do you got? <laughs> Just an observation of the ball game, I thought the play selection was horrible. I think the coach needs to try to use what he has instead of making something else. He wants Richardson to be a pocket passer. He's not a pocket passer. They never let him run to the outside with the ball. And when they had to run, they run up the middle with the speed. Get the speed on the outside and take advantage of it. He's trying to make Richardson what he wants him to be instead of what he really is. That's all I have to say. Okay, thank you, Joe. Totally disagree. Yep, totally disagree. Too. Do you want me to elaborate? Please. Okay, so Kentucky's plan, they play a 3-4, which means they have two overhang outside backers that do not really allow for outside runs, and that's their strength of their team. Uh I, I thought we got away from the run really early in the game, but I, I can see why because if watching tape, which no, none of us watch taping or in the game plan meetings, but what Kentucky's plan was, we're going to play a soft shell. We're going to keep everything in front of us. We're going to make Richardson give the ball on the zone reads, and we're not going to give up big plays. And they were very good at what they did. Daryl is next. Hi, Daryl. Hey, good afternoon, guys. Hey, I think some of our fan base – fails to realize that 
you know, those coaches on the other side of the field, they get paid to uh, coach too, you know. And so hats off to Mark, uh, Mark Stoops in Kentucky, man. They schemed us up perfect like Shane was talking about last week, and they executed, you know. My uh, question is, Shane, I agree with you. Uh, I was listening to the broadcast the stadium Saturday night, and I kind of thought we went away from the run too early, but, you know, I'm not coaching the team. I was coaching Napier. And another comment is, I don't think we have any big threats as far as the wide receivers downfield, you know, any home run hitters. I would agree with that. I mean, we took some shots. I've heard people complain about us not taking shots, but nobody was open downfield. He overshot them a couple of times. But, look, Kentucky – Kentucky is what Kentucky is. Solid, tough football team. Had a good plan defensively. Offensively, I thought their offensive line will be the worst we face all year. They were awful. But found something in the second half to be able to run the football. Agree. Okay, thanks, guys. Daryl, thank you. Austin, welcome to Sports Scene. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. Uh, a couple observations. Uh, the first one, um, you know, I think, you know, after listening to Coach Napier's press conference today and on uh, – Saturday night, you know, I think that we're in much better hands with him than with uh, Mullen. I mean, not to draw a comparison there, but, you know, I just feel that he's got more of a handle on the program and they'll, and that will, the team will probably will sit together moving forward. Do you guys feel the same way? Oh, I don't have any doubts about this coaching staff. He, he takes accountability. I mean, you heard him say it. I don't know if it was today or last night or something I read where you know, we got to play better, but we got to coach better as well. Some other guy I know very well used to say that, and uh, it goes a long ways. Right, I agree. And also, uh, you know, just a challenge to uh, Gator Nation to just stay with this team and uh, go Gators moving forward. Thanks, guys. Okay, Austin, thank you. Murray, you're up. Hello. How are you doing? I always enjoy the show. Uh, Chris, a thought I have is um, there were so many scouts in the, in the stands, it, it kind of feel like, and even uh, Anthony said this, he said that, uh, you know, I wanted to show I could pass the ball. I think he kind of got away from his natural instincts. Uh, that, that may account for part of this, I don't know. But the other thing is, I kind of disagree with you about some of the coaching calls, especially the, uh, you know, with Saying if you were playing and you had 40 seconds left and a couple of timeouts, would you just run the ball? That's happened both games that we've had at the end of the first half. I just I don't quite understand that. And I thought that one of the poorest calls was when the game is on the line, fourth and three, and you're most of the time you're getting two yards up the middle. With the game on the line, I didn't quite understand why you would run the ball up the middle. Anyways, I'll listen. Well, Murray, hang on just a second. I, I want to address something that you said about running the ball. Okay? Yeah. Well, if, if you have said that Anthony Richardson was having trouble throwing the ball, right? Yeah. So mm -hmm. now you have 40 seconds left. Why are you running the ball? Is that what you said? With why aren't you yeah, why aren't you with 40? I'm just curious. Yeah, in other words, what, 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 suppose he throws an interception there. Yeah, we, 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 right? I, I had zero problem with what Yeah, did. so so now the question's going to be, what are we throwing the football then for? Just going to – I mean, so there's another half yeah, of football I, left. 
that's true, but then you're playing not to lose. No, no, no you're, you're, you're not. Play, you're playing smart because we didn't complete many passes. I think 30, 30, 39%. A yeah. co, uh, uh, his job is to put his kids in a position to be successful. It don't always work out, but I had zero problem. I was even talking about it on the broadcast. We need to take a knee and go to the house because it, uh, it was just a disaster waiting to happen. Murray, thank you. Um, Jeff says, more than enough opportunities to win the game. Richardson didn't seem to show a passion or will to win this game. No leadership on the field or sidelines I saw. We have to have that from our quarterback. Every quarterback is not going to – nobody had a problem with Richardson's leadership before. Right. Right? When, when everybody anointed him the Heisman Trophy, everybody anointed him to be the next whatever, right? Now all of a sudden there's no leadership or passion. What, 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 which is it? That's my question. So w- w- there's leadership and passion when you do well, leadership and passion you don't have when you don't do well. That, that's my issue with a lot of this, okay? It also says offense play calling seemed to be to manage Richardson. Okay. All right, how do I address this? I've talked about it all summer long. Every show I've been on here, I've been critical. People have been critical at me, but I'm telling you, we are a running football team, okay, folks? If we throw the ball 27 or more times, it's because we are losing and we are coming from behind, okay? Because that's not what we do well. People want to complain about not, you know, why, why we drop back and throw so much. The reason we did because I believe Billy thought we could attack their weaknesses in the secondary, which, quite honestly, there were dudes open, okay? We didn't complete them. So now it's play calling. That's what I have a hard time understanding from people. Jerry, did you see any offensive adjustments for the Gator coaching staff? Play calling seemed to have no imagination. Who actually calls the play, Napier or other coach? Billy calls the play. Exactly. Nobody on your shows had any problem with the way he called plays last week, right? Right. Yeah. I told you, Mark Stoops' plan was outstanding. Mark Stoops, this is what he said in his meetings. I wasn't there, but I guarantee this is what he said. They can run the football. Their quarterback is elusive when he runs the football. Well, we're going to see if he can complete some passes. And, he, and they're not going to let – he ain't going to beat us running. Exactly. That's what every team from this point on will do. Now, it depends on what kind of scheme they have. And Kentucky's strength where they're outside backers, and you saw the kid make a one-handed interception. You saw him spy Richardson and ran Richardson down for like a two-yard gain. He's an elite player. But that's what you're going to see – I mean, that's exactly what I would do if I was a defense coordinator. 1228, time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. From the College of Journalism and Communications, ESPN, 98.1 FM, and 850 AM, WRUF. Summer's over, but that joint pain is still there. Time to do something about it. Hey, it's Steve Russell. I want you to call QC Kinetics now. You've put it off long enough. It's time to get real lasting relief from chronic pain in your knees, back, shoulder, and hips. QC Kinetics can get you moving again with cutting-edge regenerative treatments. No drugs, no downtime, no surgery. Regenerative medicine uses highly concentrated healing properties from your own body that restore and repair damaged joint tissue. And QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in this exciting breakthrough natural approach to eliminating joint pain. Lots of people have done this, and they're living life to the fullest, pain-free. Don't assume the old ways of dealing with joint pain are the only ways. Call QC Kinetics today for a free consultation. 
in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, a totally free consultation. 352-400-4550. 352-400-4550. QC Kinetics. 352-400. Told you for a long time now about my trusted friend and realtor, Scott Caldwell, owner of your home sold guaranteed realty. You know, as the real estate market continues to shift and home sellers like you have serious questions about when to sell and for how much to sell for, or what if you need to buy and you also have to, a home to sell? Well, that's why you need to get to know Scott Caldwell like I have. He's a great guy, the only agent I would trust to sell my home because he's helped hundreds of families just this year alone. Trust Scott to help you sell fast and for the most money, no matter what your situation is. He's got upfront written guarantees and thousands of buyers that give you the added confidence to sell right now. In fact, he'll sell your home at your agreed-to price and time frame, or he'll buy it. That's right. He'll buy it. Call Scott Caldwell today, 352-209-0000. 352-209-0000 or visit CaldwellHasTheBuyers.com. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your or airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go and pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at Low Cost Airlines. 802 As a small business owner, you've got inks to do. That's why the UPS Store is here to help. From printing to shredding, even mailboxing, you can get every ing your small business needs all done in one trip, saving you time for all your other ings, like professional photo taking or just enjoying family dinner. The UPS Store, every ing for small business all in one place. The UPS Store. The UPS store locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours may vary. See center for details. Daughtry Tree Service has been voted Our Town Magazine's favorite local tree company for 2020, 2021, and 2022. As well as the Newberry Business Hall of Fame for the third year in a row. Call us today for a free estimate. And remember, at Daughtry Tree Service, there's no tree too tall. We do them all. You're pregnant. How far? One month, two. No doctor yet. I can't afford it. Protect yourself and your baby. The health department can help you out. Test for STDs. I don't have diseases. You don't know. You don't always have symptoms. STDs make you and your baby sick. I don't want my baby sick. No one cares more about your baby than you. I'm calling my county health department. A message from the Florida Department of Health, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. 
Scattered storms are possible through the afternoon with heavy rain and frequent lightning all being possible here. And some of the strongest cells will now also see some briefly gusty winds. Temperatures today will be in the upper 80s to near 90 degrees. Showers and storms could provide some cooling relief, but they could also provide the potential for some localized flash flooding. I'll be keeping an eye on that through the evening hours. Temperatures tonight fall into the low 70s. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Justin Ballard. And now, the Dan Patrick Show. Dan Patrick. I think Josh Allen should take a page out of Cam Newton's book. When Cam Newton and Carolina went to the Super Bowl, Cam Newton ran the most times in his career. When my quarterback is that big and that fast, he's so dangerous when he's able to do that. The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes and you. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. Things football. 63 yard touchdown, and the ball game is tied. You are listening to ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. At Titan MRI, you'll visit the only locally owned and operated MRI imaging center in town. Call them up. Start feeling better today. That's TitanMRI.com. All right. We'll take some more calls. Rick, you're first. Go ahead. Hey, Steve, just a quick question. Has it been any announcement or any word whether or not uh, Richardson was hurt? I mean, we saw a little video clip of him limping. Any word on that? Here's what amazes me. Take think Think about... You walk down the street, and you and you step awkwardly on the on the curb, and you limp. Would anybody ask you if you're hurt? No, that happened in the first quarter. Now I'm not going to sit here and tell you I know the answer to that, but they did try to run him, although albeit not a lot. So that happened in the first quarter. Well, I'll t- say that everybody plays hurt. The linemen get banged up on every play. Receiver catches a ball. His shoulders don't feel good when he get driven into the ground. Uh, I used I t- told a, uh, an example earlier in the program against Florida State in 1991, second play of the game. I get collapsed in the pocket, tear my uh, meniscus in my right knee, left ankle, high ankle sprain. Played the entire game. Uh, I remember Werfel playing with a harness on his left shoulder. So people play hurt. I, I don't. I don't know why people make such a big deal about that. Honestly. Well, it certainly has got to affect his ability to run. I mean, there's no nah. doubt about that. I, I played basketball and had you know played with taped ankles and whatnot. Last question: um, As far as his velocity, is that something that they can change or they can work on? Because it seemed like in the beginning of the game he had a little bit of touch, but after that it was just 100 miles an hour. I, I don't. I mean, he's he's always had a big, strong arm, and people like to talk about it. Um, I know the receivers do not like to catch balls coming that hard. Yeah, it's got to be some touch. Got to be some finesse. See, Rick, here's this is not directed at you, sir. So please don't, don't misunderstand. But it's amazing what one week does, and and I've always been fascinated by that. The week before this game, Anthony Richardson had the Heisman Trophy in his back pocket, and he couldn't do anything wrong. Now, people are beginning to question some of the things I have questioned, some of the things that others have questioned about Anthony's game, which is not to knock him, which is not to say he's not working because he is, but 
we're seeing what an inexperienced quarterback brings. Who's not a great thrower. Right. That's just what this is. He's yeah. going to have games where he's great. And I think he's going to have some games where he struggles. That, I mean, I, I don't know a, a better way to put that. I mean, did any, does anybody think that he was a guy who had great touch on the ball? You know, or, honestly, we didn't know because we haven't seen a big sample size of him. Right. Do you think they would have left him in the game if we had a, somebody to back him up? Would they have left him in the game, or do you think they would have pulled him? I, that's a great question. Somebody asked me that on a couple other shows. I feel like Jack Miller would have been inserted into this game if he was healthy. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Rick, appreciate it. Thank you for your call. Corey, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Uh, man, people just need to just chill out. Dude. <laughs> the dude had an awful game, and that's to happen. I got news for you. It may work out because I don't think he's coming out this year. He needs to develop, and people don't see that. And to the guy who said he needs, they need to run him more, just run him all the time, that would be doing a disservice to the kid. The kid wants to go to the next level. You can't just tell him to go out there and just run all the dang time. He needs to develop. And to the other guy who said he had no leadership, a poor leader wouldn't have tried to make the tackles after the interception. He would have just gave it up. And he po- made one tackle, and he got embarrassed on another one. But you know what? He tried. And, he, and the thing that stood out to me the most – I wasn't at the press conference, but I heard it. He took full responsibility. He did. And that, yes, that tells you right did. there he's a leader. Yes, he did. So, I don't mean – this was a rebuilding year all along. I don't understand. You know, Nick Saban got beaten his first year. Kirby got beaten his first year. These things happen. Anthony's going to develop right along with the program. It's going to take a few years. We're going to have to hit the portal next year until this D-line develops in the front seven and get some receivers in here, until the recruits can come in here. It's a process. I don't understand people. All right, Corey, thanks. He's caller of the day. David, welcome to Sports Scene. Yeah, I just I, – I kind of agree with the last guy except for one thing. I think I think he's a, he's a running-type quarterback, so he's going to have some runs. I mean, they're going to – and I think they're going to have some design runs for him, and I felt like they should add more than what they did in the game. Um the as far as the the game plan goes, um, you know, you mentioned what Kentucky was doing and and came in there, and I think we all knew that they would come in there and make Ar beat you with his arm. Um, how do you game if you're Billy Napier? If Billy Napier had the film of that game the other night, how would he? Do you think he would game plan against it differently? And, no. And if so, you got to remember the guys were open when they call pass plays. Guys were open. Mm-hmm. We just didn't hit them. Okay. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's what I saw. I don't. I mean, Steve, what did you see? A few times. I, you know, I'm not saying every single yeah, throw. No, but there, were, there were on a, on occasion there were people open for whatever the reason didn't work. I mean, he just yeah. look. He didn't have a good game. Let, let's just yeah. that's just how it is. Yeah. yeah, that's absolutely right. And you hit a few of those, and, and it could have been a whole different story. Um, now, the, uh, somebody, you know, people. Some of the people were questioning the uh, the fourth down calls. Um, which I, I I agreed with them, and Billy said after the game, you know, you, get, you had to be aggressive there. I mean, they were. I, I just felt like if you gave them the ball back, they were just going to chew up the clock, and, and you know, and you're done. So, what do what do you think about that, Shane? Well, I, I, it was a lot of time left in the game. Uh, I, the second one, you, you had to go for it. It was the first one. I think maybe five to six minutes left. 
I can't remember the down and distance. Fourth and six or seven, right? Yeah, that, that surprised me. That surprised me, but as you just stated, we didn't stop Kentucky the entire second half, I don't think. I mean, they were just gashing us and working the clock. Uh, and, and, you know, Billy was had success the previous week on fourth downs. Uh, but just the, the field position kind of – I was a little surprised. Uh, but maybe he just felt like he didn't like what he saw from the defense. We got to go for it right here. Yeah. And then my last thing is, uh, you know, what you just mentioned about um, – you there? Yeah, right go ahead. Okay. Uh, the first half versus the second half, it seems like both weeks – I mean, is that just lack of depth on defense or is it, you know, them making their adjustments from the first half to the second half being able to run the ball better? My opinion, and this is just my personal opinion, I think we feed off the crowd defensively. We make some plays. Now, a couple of the plays we made, they were missed assignments by Kentucky that made it look like our defense was playing better. Does that make any sense? I still have serious concerns about the front seven. David, thank you for your call. Yeah, and look, I say this all the time. The other team coaches, too. Correct. They make adjustments, too. But I guess he's saying, why are, in the last two weeks, the opposing team has run the ball better in the second half, which they make adjustments. Why are we not making those adjustments? I think it's because early in the game, we are playing off that crowd noise. And I just know for a fact, Kentucky's right side blue several assignments. Gary, hello. Gary, go ahead. How y'all doing today? Good. Man, uh, I just want to say this. It's football one-on-one. If you're going to load the box on me, I got to beat you with my arm. Now, after the Richmond went in the halftime, four for 16, we had seven possessions that first half. And Billy called a good game to me because I watched. He called a good game to me because I think he made it easy for Ant. Ant don't like to take those shallow crossing routes, those underneath routes. We had players open on the field. He just wanted to make the big play. They take the underneath route and you good. But it seemed to me that a lot of people think that we just going to line up and run down SEC team's throat, they got another thing coming because if we're not able to throw the ball and complete no passes, we're not going to beat none of these good teams. I just want people to understand that we got to be able to throw the football. And I don't think it was nothing wrong with Billy Gang playing. It's just if Anthony Rizzo would have been 10 for 16 that first half, if he got would have completed 10 of them. That first half, I think the game plan would have been a dent because you got to force Kentucky out of the defense that they was in. They're not going to let Anthony Richardson beat them. Ain't nobody – that's just a – I think that's just football one-on-one, just watching football, that they know Florida Gators want to run the ball. We want to run the football. So we don't – so the team's going to line up and make – Okay. All right. They all beat them with their arms. I got you, Gary. I appreciate your call. Thank you for your call. 1244 Time Check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Trent Whittemore. The Broncos and Russell Wilson make a trip out to Seattle tonight as Monday Night Football is back. Wilson makes his debut against his old team in his first game as a Bronco. 
Coverage begins right here at 8 p.m. The Bucks beat the Cowboys soundly in the season opener 19-3. They look to stay undefeated next weekend in New Orleans against a divisional opponent in the Saints. The Tampa Bay Rays look for a win tonight in Toronto as they take on the Blue Jays. Only half a game separates these two teams in a tight race for the AL wildcard. They both trail the Yankees in the division. Gator Volleyball takes on Florida State tomorrow night at home. The number 16 Gators are looking for their fourth win in a row. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Trent Whittemore. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF. I want to tell you now about Arthrex. It's a global medical device company and leader in new product development and medical education in orthopedics. They pioneered the field of arthroscopy. They're committed to delivering uncompromising quality to the healthcare professionals who use their products and ultimately the millions of patients whose lives they impact. Arthrex is experiencing unprecedented growth. As an Arthrex employee, you have the chance to be at the forefront of the orthopedic medical device industry. They're hiring now at their manufacturing facilities in Florida, South Carolina, and in California. Find out how you can join the team at careers.arthrex.com. That's careers.arthrex.com to learn more. You know International Diamond Center is the best place to buy diamonds and fine jewelry. But did you also know IDC will buy from you? Diamonds, heirloom jewelry, estate jewelry, Swiss watches, coins. Don't be afraid to come in and get a price on something that maybe it's an heirloom that you want to sell or you're just checking to see the price. IDC owner Keith LeClaire has a vast network of collectors and buyers around the world so IDC can always find a market for your jewelry. We always pay a very strong price to buy. There's a resale market that's there and we pay top dollar for top merchandise. We have people all over the world that we sell to. So some collectors are going to pay way more than any consumer is going to pay. We'll give you the best possible price, no games played, and you'll get the check or the cash, whatever one you want. Let IDC appraise what's in your jewelry box. You might get a pleasant surprise. Sometimes they come in, they have no idea what's there, and then all of a sudden they walk out with a $28,000 check. International Diamond Center, online at shopidc.com. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. What I'd like people to know about Exceptional Dentistry is when you walk into the door, you're going to be treated like family. And when you walk out of the door, you will feel as if you, you've had an experience like no other in terms of dental practices. Um, you, will, you will be treated both professionally and personally. So to the extent that um, you, won't, you won't look for another practice. Uh, this is a lifetime type of practice where the moment you enter into it, I, I firmly believe that people don't leave here. They, they become patients forever. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at exceptionaldentistry.com. That's exceptionaldentistry.com. There's a feeling of pride and excellence that comes with living in Gator Country. Just ask Chuck Bush at Chuck Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission. A safe running vehicle needs regular upkeep, so Bush Auto Repair specializes in same day maintenance. And when she's not running, an ASE tech and computer diagnostic will identify the problem and fix it right the first time. Straight talk and excellent service you'd expect in the swamp. 
read their reviews. Keeping cars on the road since 1954. Call Chuck Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission. Who you hire to be your advocate after an accident is important. Choosing a figurehead lawyer with little courtroom experience may not be your best move. At Fine Farcash and Parla Piano, you will speak directly with one of the four attorneys fighting for your case. You don't need the biggest law firm. You need an experienced lawyer who will present your case with clarity and conviction. You pay nothing unless we win. Visit ffplaw.com for a free consultation. We are your home for Tampa Bay Rays baseball. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world with the WRUF radio app. This is Gator soccer coach Samantha Bohan, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. If your business struggles to keep employees, give Staff Link a call. That's 877-899-LINK and ask for Heather. No business is too small. All right, we welcome you back to Sports Scene here. Cleveland's up first. Cleveland, hi. Hey, hey guys. Um, got a quick question, uh, comment, really. Um, just give me your thoughts on a horizontal passing game. If it was up to me, I would get rid of it. I, I've heard Shane say that with a guy like Anthony, just throw the ball down the field. Um, seeing to me just throwing that ball to the you know that 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 front line passing doesn't seem like it's going to work for us, man. Love your show, man. Back to you, coming. Cleveland. Okay, so, so so the horizontal pass, wide receiver screens is what he's referring to. That's all part of the RPO. Okay, it's a numbers game. Uh, if he throws it out there, it's because there's whatever run play we have. There's too many guys in the box. That's why they're doing it. Byron's up. Hi, Byron. <laughs> hey, Steve, guys, I love y'all show. Cleve, I think you the Cleve I know, man. I love your calls. Call more often, man. Uh, back in the days, Curtis playing basketball. Uh, Steve, what, what I call, man, is to eat my crow. I'm the optimistic Florida fan. I, I knew it wouldn't last long. And the Jaguar fan. And, and Shane, I, I tell you what, man, our quarterbacks, Jacksonville, too, I don't know if you want to get into that. Boy, we hurting with that passing game, and I'm going to eat my crew. And I think Richland, I think Jacksonville and uh, the Gators should have ran it more. And, and I know I'm trying to be all kind of optimistic, but uh, I think they're right. Uh, the, the Gators got to start throwing more, and Richardson need to throw more. Trevor Lawrence, I don't know. And, and real quick, guys, I did call, and I was wrong, but I said Appalachian State and Marshall and Georgia Southern, I played them in basketball, can beat anybody. Comment so so because you know when you, misery loves company. I hate to say that to everybody out there. So the Gators lost, but we lost to a top twenty-five team. Notre Dame, Texas A&M, and them, and who else? Marshall, uh, uh, Shane, talk to them about. It. You got to wake up, everybody. Them little small colleges can do some damage, and that's my quote for the day. Go Gators, Byron. Thanks, Dick. Hello. Hey Steve. Hey Shane. How you doing, guys? Hey um. I was at the game Saturday, and, and, and I don't know. I'll ask you a couple questions, uh, Steve and Shane. And uh, I'm not sure. First of all, um, it looked like to me, uh, I thought um, Utah did the week before a tight end, Casey Cousy, or whatever his name was. He had about, what, nine, ten catches. And it looked like when they hit some, some bigger plays, it looked like they hit the tight end to 88 and 84, I think, in the middle of the field. It looks like. They're seeing like uh, teams are seeing a little bit of opening there in the middle of the field with the tight ends. It looks like against us. Um, 
Uh, the other thing I wanted to say, Shane, was I, I think in his development right now at the place where he's at, I don't think – I think if, if, if we're having Richardson throw 35, 40 times a game, we're, that's probably not going to be a good thing for us. I also don't think we can let him do 35, 40 times a game. I think the running game, we kind of – I mean, Montreal Johnson, when he had seven touches, at the end had six. And then the last thing is, where's Joshua Barron? Has he been playing? They changed his number or something? I haven't seen him on the offensive line in two games now. See, is he hurt or? He's not hurt because uh, he, we we had the injury report last week, so you know, he's not hurt. And they did not really play a lot of people. Um, I will check on the um, participation, but uh, they you know they're, they're not playing a great deal of people. No, he's played a lot the last two seasons. I'm saying really this year. Like that. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, for some reason, he hasn't played the first two games. And what do you what do you think about the tight ends, Shane? Are you seeing something where the tight ends are getting loose in the middle of the field a little bit so far? Yeah, they uh, they had some good design plays. Kentucky, I guess uh, you know they took a, their their tight ends were totally different. It was a different way they attacked than Utah, uh, but it was more misdirection play action uh, where it gets the linebackers to bite up, and they were hitting a little crossing route. Um, that's something that we we need to address. Um, I don't know if Kentucky has shown that on tape, uh, but we, we need to be prepared for it moving forward. Dick, thank you for your call. Adam, welcome. Hey, guys. Thanks for the show today. It's a really great show. Um, I'm, I've never been the one to ask a bunch of redundant questions. Um, but first of all, I want to start off by saying, first of all, uh, Kentucky, is that is a tough, extremely well-coached team. Mm-hmm. Most teams that got knocked around the way they did in that first half by our defense, regardless of their offensive line or whatever the case may be, they would have folded up the tent, you know. So we're in SEC play now, and a lot of credit, a lot of credit to that coaching staff. It's no surprise that they played us as tough as they did. Second of all, I'd like to say that I never crowned Anthony Richardson at Heisman trophy winner or whatever the case may be as steve was saying earlier i'm not one of those guys i believe he needs another year of development past this one being the first year of he's actually starting a season so with that being said um i had some problems first not some problems major problems with the fourth and six right and i know it's been said already in no way shape or form can that happen in my opinion that that reminds me of lane kiffin not giving a damn against Alabama last year. That made no sense. Get your popcorn ready. No, that's scared money, don't make money, whatever. That That's not the case. Every team you play is going to be different. Your strategy has to be different. You have to play. Okay, Adam, i got to have you wrap up. we got a lot of calls. The, the other thing was the personnel groupings. Our best rushers are Trevor Etienne and Montreal Johnson. Well, Montreal Johnson saw his last rush with three minutes left in the third quarter. Etienne saw his last rush with eight minutes left in the fourth quarter. Bad coaching, bad play calling. Thank okay, you. thank you. Joe, hello. Good afternoon. What you got? Um, I was uh, watching the NFL this weekend. Was it me, or was there just a lot of sloppy games? That's not unusual early in the year. It it, it seems like uh, they're kind of missing that fourth preseason game to me. Well, I'm going to disagree with that, because the starters never played in the fourth preseason game. Right. Well, it just seemed like... Compared to years in the past, there was just a, a lot of a lot of sloppy play. Uh, watched that Steelers win, 
and it looked like no one wanted to win that game. Well, you got to remember the Bengals' long snapper was injured during the game, so they had to do a backup tight end uh, that caused a couple of missed field goals. But uh, in the, the, the Bucks game, I think uh, Brady being out for that 10 days kind of hurt them a little bit or whatever it was. It just, it just uh, was kind of a disappointing NFL weekend to me. All right. Appreciate it. Thank you. And uh, Don will be our final call of the hour. Don, hi. Hey, guys. I want to uh, talk about the quarterback. I like the old way the old ball co- coach used to handle that. They got a chance. They could do it fine. If they didn't, they sat on the bench and uh, next man up. I'd like to see that. I don't know if that's possible. Have a good one. Okay. Thank you. Um, just to let you know, uh, we're going to cap the emails now because uh, I have like 7 million of them. So when we get back uh, at the top of the hour, we'll run through the emails and hold off on the calls. Uh, so I'm just going to take the ones I've already gotten. Um, so we'll do that. We've got a couple here, Shane, we have time for. Jonesy says, would you agree it's t- time to stop comparing Richardson to Cam Newton? We saw he has a lot of work to do. whole team has a lot of work to do. I mean, yeah, I don't think it's a fair comparison at all. Not at this point. Um, all right, let's get to uh, Kevin. Uh, I think all the people who were offended at Shane need to apologize. Seemed like the guy who played quarterback at all levels knows a little more than these fans. AR looked awful. He's never been very accurate at meeting the long passes anyway. Saturday, you showed it even more. Utah plan was make it simple, shorten a few medium-range passes. When is UF going to realize it needs to a true quarterback and not an athlete trying to be quarterback well nobody needs to apologize to me i have my opinions they have their opinions um i do know the position i think he's going to be fine he's just not going to be he, he will never be a great thrower uh, nobody will convince me of that you either are or you aren't um but he is a tremendous athlete i, I don't i mean nowadays you know the, the game has changed a little bit steve you know because a lot of high school coaches are putting their better athlete at the position uh, that doesn't mean you don't have the uh, the old school drop back guy still playing, but it's just the game has changed a little bit there. And he also says uh, that that he should have an offensive coordinator. Napier should. Eh, uh, I don't know about that. The CEO needs to manage and let an OC spend all his time scheming well, during the week. Well, that that Stephen Or Spurrier was pretty good at he what was. he did. I, I'm just going to mention that particular guy uh, as, as well, Shane. Hour two coming up. Stay with us. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Summer's over, but that joint pain is still there. Time to do something about it. Hey, it's Steve Russell. I want you to call QC Kinetics now. You've put it off long enough. It's time to get real lasting relief from chronic pain in your knees, back, shoulder, and hips. QC Kinetics can get you moving again with cutting-edge regenerative treatments. No drugs, no downtime, no surgery. Regenerative medicine uses highly concentrated healing properties from your own body that restore and repair damaged joint tissue. And QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in this exciting breakthrough natural approach to eliminating joint pain. Lots of people have done this, and they're living life to the fullest, pain-free. Don't assume the old ways of dealing with joint pain are the only ways. Call QC Kinetics today for a free consultation. In Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, a totally free consultation. 352-400-4550. 352-400-4550. QC Kinetics. 352-400-4550. 
352-400-4550. Hey friends, it's Steve Russell for Scott Caldwell, your home sold guaranteed realty. Are you considering selling your home? Have you received your upfront written agreement guaranteeing the sale of your home at your price? Well, that's exactly what you get from Scott Caldwell and your home sold guaranteed realty. Scott's upfront written guarantee states your home will sell at your price and in your time frame or Scott will buy it. Having an upfront written guaranteed sale from Scott allows you to shop for your next home knowing your present home is guaranteed to sell as well as benefiting from the peace of mind knowing you're going to get your price in your time frame. And included in Scott's written guarantee is the promise. You always get the highest price. You see, if at any time a better offer comes along, you get the higher offer, not Scott's guarantee. Take it from me. Call Scott Caldwell, 352-209-0000, 352-209-0000, or visit CaldwellHasTheBuyers.com. Fall means more than football. It's also a great time to get your trees ready for winter. Daughtry Tree Service, the tree service people, is standing by to help you with all your removal, trimming, pruning, and more projects. Free estimates at Daughtry Tree Service. There is no tree too tall. We do them all. Gainesville Highfield MRI has recently remodeled and expanded. A beautiful, relaxing waiting room, state-of-the-art imaging, new x-ray and ultrasound services. And as always, at Gainesville Highfield MRI, you are their top priority. They offer evening and weekend hours, same-day scheduling, and accept nearly all insurances. If you've been in a car wreck, had a slip and fall, or just want to get a nagging injury treated, go where doctors send their patients. Gainesville Highfield MRI, in the Millennium Center on 43rd Street and Newberry Road, and online at GainesvilleHighfieldMRI.com. Spurrier's Gridiron Grill is a special type of place for Gator fans and fans of great food, which is why we've made every day special. Join us on Martini Tuesdays for half off our handcrafted martinis and Wine Wednesdays, where you can enjoy a bottle of wine for 50% off. And of course, don't forget the incredible Spurrier's Gridiron Grill brunch every Saturday and Sunday. Spurrier's Gridiron Grill, the hottest restaurant in Florida in the heart of Gator Nation. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Silverback Concrete's a family-led team of heavy concrete specialists that build commercial structures with unrivaled quality. Welcome to Hour 2 of Sports Scene. Alongside the Gator QB, Shane Matthews, I'm Steve Russell. Brad's producing today. A little breaking news. Florida, Tennessee, a 3.30 CBS game. Sweet. Yeah. And that, if you look at the schedule, that was the obvious game. I mean, Florida should beat South Florida. Tennessee should beat Akron. Oh, yeah. Tennessee will be unbeaten. Two top 25 teams. Great atmosphere. Yep. So that's good. Uh, If you're just tuning in, we have a bunch of emails here. We're going to get through them uh, and hold off on the calls. So here we go, Shane. Uh, Williams says, as good as I thought the offensive game plan was against Utah, it wasn't very good against Kentucky. <laughs> I know Billy doesn't want to get Anthony hurt, but he's got to have at least 10 to 15 carries a game. We're going to rely solely on his arm. That's not a formula to success, and it's not breaking news. Okay. So the reason they don't like the game plan is because we lost. Okay. Uh, I thought it was a tremendous game plan, what uh, we talked about, what Stoops implemented. If Anthony completes those balls, I think you have people emailing you today, he can throw the football. Pretty good game plan. He missed open receivers. Um, 
I do agree he needs 10 to 12 carries a game for us to be competitive. But when they ran the zone read, his key was to give the ball because they took away from him running the ball. Now, there may have to get to a point where Billy says, you're going to do it. You're going you're gonna to ride him. You're going to pull it. And you're just going to run the guy over yep. or outrun him. Yep. Try, try that. Yep. And William says you got to have stop reading the messages of the vocal minority. Well, I don't know who that is. I don't go to each email and go, oh, there's vocal minority and you're not. I, I, I just read them um, because that's what this show is for. Uh, Richard says, I'm all for coaching. Anthony, did you have to leave timeouts on the board? Time management sometimes lets the air clear uh, and lowers the temperature. We used all our timeouts at the end of the game. I believe that's true, yes. Well, I, I know we, for a fact we did. Mike says, Richardson caught limping in the first drive, <laughs> got hit hard, visibly limping in the line of scrimmage. A video of it. What's the status of the injury? There he's, is not, he's not hurt. Everybody gets banged up in a game. That's, that's what I don't think people realize. Yeah. He says his limited history has been riddled with injuries. I'd be more than surprised for him to make it through our schedule without sitting out at least a game. Do you agree he's an injury-prone player? Well, he is. I mean, he was hurt in high school, but I don't know why that happens. Um, because, like I've said, in Coach Spurrier's 12 years, his quarterbacks took a beating every game. Not because we ran the ball, because we sat in the pocket, and that's worse than running the football. Not one starting quarterback missed a game due to injury. Uh, let's see here. Steven, would you say the main reason Kentucky's caught up in past Florida football is because of their vast improvement of the offensive and defensive lines? Well, their offensive line was one of the worst I've ever seen in the SEC. Last year was good. Yeah, last night was horrible, or uh, Saturday night. Their coach has been there for what? How long? Ten, at least ten years, right? A while, yeah. He's their all-time winningest coach. Well, also they've had – I read this. We've had four coaches in the time span Mark Stoops has been there. Yeah. I mean, look, look at the guys Kentucky has in the NFL now. Oh, they got some dudes now. They, well, that's co- that, that's recruiting. That's yeah. development of players, right? Um, Kenneth says, I thought the play calling was really bad. We got out coached. Kentucky played a good game. They were ready for Richardson running the ball. What about those balls that we missed throwing the ball? Charles says, Kentucky's coaches and players were so full of confidence. seemed like our offense only had six plays and four of them repeatedly failed. Why keep calling plays that aren't working for the game? Well, if that's the case, let's, let's ask um, Bill Belichick what happened to his plays that they called uh, the greatest of all time, right? He's pretty good. Their yeah. offense stunk yesterday. Yeah. It's because the other team is pretty good. They got hosed yeah. yesterday. Uh, Hammer says, an injury update on Tarquin and Miller. Um, He said Miller's not quite ready to come back yet. I didn't hear about Tarquin. I haven't seen Whittemore getting any playing time. He is, but he's not gotten a lot of it. And he hasn't had balls thrown to him. And here's the thing is, I don't have the stats in front of him. I haven't looked at them, but we don't have a lot of receivers catching a lot of balls. Right? Yep. Um, I I got, Mike, I got the video of uh, Richardson limping. Yes, we we have that. Um, Bob says Shane was correct. AR is not a drop back passer. It showed on Saturday. The game reflected the present destruction of AR as a Heisman candidate, number one draft pick, and competent quarterback able to make good decisions. The Kentucky terrible offensive line somehow was able to dominate the Gators in the second half. And what happened to the dynamic play calling we saw in the Utah game? If in fact we're a running team, we're in trouble. I guess we're back to phase one. I mean, we'll see. 
I mean, Kentucky's a good team. I don't think they're a, the number nine team in America, but they're decent. Uh, William, Florida unranked by the experts in the preseason after one game up to number 12, which in my opinion was too high. Maybe after the Utah game, I'll have them in the top 30. I think the Gators need to shorten the rotation to Johnson and HN. Also an A&M, Fisher in his years there has shown me nothing with all the praise he always gets. How much heat is there on Fisher? Oh, there's heat now. There's a ton. There's I, don't, I don't know what the AP saw to make us rank 12th, and I don't know what the AP sees in Kentucky making them ninth. Yeah. Uh, David, um, I thought we'd at least make it to week five before we started hearing the negative Nancys. So it's going to take some time to build some depth. Peter Richardson was trying to steer the ball instead of throw it. Maybe it goes back to him saying his confidence was shook some. And how does Alabama remain ranked in the top ten? That's ridiculous. Alabama's a good team. Give Texas a lot of credit. Boy, they, they probably lose that game if Quinn Ewers doesn't get hurt. I thought Sarkeesian was dialing them up now. Yep. He was dialing them up. And let me tell you, Alabama, Bryce Young, you saw why he's an elite player. No those, question. Those last few drives. But, boy, I don't remember the last time I saw an Alabama team that didn't impress me on the outside with wide receivers. The receivers can't get open. Yeah. And they, if they did, they dropped it. Yeah. they. I mean – Maybe Texas is that good in the secondary. Yeah. I don't know, but, yeah, I'm right with you. Uh, let's see. George, Shane, did you see every time we faked the Jets sweep after we faked the handoff to that player, the defense never covered them? I don't know why we didn't make an adjustment on that play, which we ran plenty of times throughout the game. Are they saying we should have handed off the jet sweep? Yes. Uh, I mean, look, they're not going to go running after the jet sweep guy because you, you'd be so shocked at how athletic these outside backers are. They 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 are keying on a lot of things too. They're not only just keying on the jet sweep; they're keying on the head position of the offensive lineman. It tells them where the ball's going as well. So, um, we'll run some jet sweeps eventually. Jim says, seeing to us watching on TV, Kentucky seemed to know where the ball was going on a lot of plays. Is that their defensive scheme, or are they able to figure out that based on formations, et cetera? I mean, I didn't notice that. I mean, Kentucky lineup in a 3-4 defense. Let's see here. We got more. Bill, uh, what's your thought about not punting in the fourth quarter with about four minutes remaining in the game, getting Kentucky a short field? Yeah, we talked about it. Uh, I think Coach was concerned that we wouldn't get the ball back. Uh, Mike says, did either of you see uh, much in the way of any adjustments at halftime? If so, what were they? Uh, shoot, I don't know. I mean, like I said uh, – you got to be in the locker room. Right? It's hard for us to tell what the adjustments are. Uh, Tony says, Doug Williams had serious velocity issues. Every throw was a sinking 150-mile-an-hour fastball when he was in Tampa. Figured it out in the USFL and then won a Super Bowl. I think Richardson will figure it out, that throwing with a, throwing with a touch part. Doug Johnson was another one early in his UF career. I mean, Doug had a really good arm, but Doug had some touch too. We got more here. Uh, Jim? Wondering why we don't fair catch the kickoffs when the ball's coming down in the field of play. Seems like we rarely get out to the 25, have also had some penalty issues. I can see uh, trying to return one down later in the game, but not when the 25-yard line's a guarantee. I, I'm, I'm all for when they made this rule change. I hated it, but now I'm all for fair catching it and taking it on the 25. Just too much bad stuff happens. Uh, Mark McElroy commented, Napier caused a lot of flood routes to help AR so he doesn't have to scan the whole field. Doesn't that, at the same time, clog the middle with a bunch of DBs causing passing lane traffic? You may have to repeat that. I, sure. I wasn't following it. McElroy commented, Napier caused a lot of flood routes to uh, help out AR. He doesn't have to scan the whole field, so I guess throw it at the flood route. 
uh, but, but doesn't at the same time clog the middle with a bunch of DBs causing passing lane traffic. Now, usually a flood route, you got somebody running deep, and then you got somebody running like a, a corner route, and then you got somebody in the flat. So you're flooding a zone. Um, I, I don't know if McElroy's correct on that. Uh, Todd says, with the strength of AR running the ball and Kentucky challenging and minimizing his run with a 3-4 front, I'd like to see the run game open up the pass game. Can we disguise the quarterback run as a pass play uh, on the snap, have the O-line run block and operate as a delayed quarterback <laughs> run, allowing Richardson to pick his lane? I think we called one quarterback draw the entire game, and Anthony wasn't patient with it, and he ran right into the back of our linemen as they were setting. But here's the deal. Again, we are a run-oriented football team. Teams know that. But when we, if we complete balls, we're not having any of these discussions today. Okay? Yep. That, that's the bottom line. BB says, in the NFL, surprised at the Green Bay loss. Looks like O-line issues. More than that. Yeah, they got a lot of problems. Yeah. I think Minnesota's pretty good, though. Saints got lucky. Cowboys, oh boy. Gator bottom line, Richardson have to learn to chill in the spotlight, shake off bad plays, remain confident, develop more. Unless aliens just abducted the entire defense, Coach may possibly need to reflect on going forward on fourth and three at his 40, only down seven with almost nine minutes less. He said it could be worse, could be Nebraska, A&M, or Notre Dame right now. Mm-hmm. All right, we got through them. 114, time <laughs> check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. We'll open up the phone lines for you. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Victoria Sywick. After losing to Kentucky this weekend, Gators football fell six places to number 18 in the AP poll. Head coach Billy Napier spoke in a press conference about the responsibility he wants to take going forward. It's critical that you learn from mistakes, right? I think it's critical that you have integrity, that you tell the truth, uh, and you make the necessary changes. Week one of the NFL season concludes tonight with the Monday night football matchup between the Denver Broncos and the Seattle Seahawks. Catch coverage starting right here at 8. Looking ahead, Florida Volleyball will take on in-state rivals Florida State tomorrow. The Gators will look to improve their 6-2 overall record. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Victoria Silas. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Friends, if you've never heard about the Road Heaver Boys Ranch in Palatka, it's really a facility that helps at-risk young boys get better. Here's how they do it. Because they need you to help them with donated cars, trucks, boats, RVs, or just about really any kind of vehicle. Your donations are tax-deductible and go a long way towards helping these boys learn real-life skills, the reason and how they do it. When you donate these vehicles, these kids repair them themselves and then resell them. So it's definitely a win-win situation. They've been helping boys like this for over 70 years, and now they need your help. So please consider donating your unused or unwanted vehicle. Your generosity will do a lot of good. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org and learn more. 
At IDC, you're going to see more diamonds and diamond jewelry than you ever imagined in one place at prices you never thought possible. IDC owner Keith LeClaire. Nobody's ever accused me of not having enough diamonds. I got over 50,000 diamonds in stock, all shapes, all sizes, all price points. We're talking 30 times the selection of ordinary jewelry stores, all at rock bottom, no middleman prices, right? We refuse to be beat on any diamond, any price, anywhere, period. And relax. At IDC, there's no pressure. No commission salespeople, no pricing games. In fact, we'll show you the inside secrets of the diamond industry and teach you how to maximize value. At IDC, you get to buy like a dealer buys. All this plus a free lifetime warranty on any purchase, a 110% diamond upgrade guarantee, and over 4,000 designer rings you won't find anywhere else. We are the 800-pound gorilla, and you'll see the difference the minute you walk in the store. International Diamond Center. If you're in the market to buy a diamond and you don't come to IDC, you are nuts. At Celebration <laughs> Point. As a small business owner, you've got ings to do. That's why the UPS Store is here to help. From printing to shredding, even mailboxing, you can get every ing your small business needs all done in one trip, saving you time for all your other ings, like professional photo taking or just enjoying family dinner. The UPS Store, every ing for small business all in one place. The UPS Store. The UPS store locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours may vary. See center for details. There's a feeling of pride and excellence that comes with living in Gator Country. Just ask Chuck Bush at Chuck Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission. A safe running vehicle needs regular upkeep, so Bush Auto Repair specializes in same day maintenance. And when she's not running, an ASE tech and computer diagnostic will identify the problem and fix it right the first time. Straight talk and excellent service you'd expect in the swamp. Read their reviews. Keeping cars on the road since 1954. Call Chuck Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission. Driving a truck or bus is a very demanding job. It can keep you on the road for long periods and at night, which can affect your sleep quality. Sleep loss or fatigue can cause symptoms similar to impaired driving. Get enough sleep before you drive. Be aware of signs of fatigue, such as frequent yawning, heavy eyes, or blurred vision. Don't keep on trucking when you're tired. Take a break. Don't drive drowsy. For information, visit FLHSMV.gov. Brought to you by the Florida Highway Patrol, Office of Commercial Vehicle Enforcement. We are all on this planet together, so join Odyssey and find your one thing. September is World Ozone Month, so it's a great month to get rid of all your aerosol sprays and harsh cleaning products. Join Odyssey, and together, each of us doing one thing makes a greener tomorrow. What's your one thing? Gator fans, gear up for game day every game this season. Show your Gator pride from a huge selection of shirts, jackets, backpacks, hats, and hundreds of other Gator gear products at the UF Bookstore on campus at the Rights Union. And they have the largest selection of new Jordan sideline apparel and Nike collections in school or out of school. The UF Bookstore is the place to gear up for game day. There's no better way to show your Gator pride than to wear the orange and blue to every game, indoors or outdoors. Get yours at the UF Bookstore. Go Gators! Southern Sports Today with Chuck Oliver, weekdays at 2, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell, here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. Hey folks, try you need to go try Head Beer Coast 1966 American Lager. It's the HBC's new beer available at Ben Hill Griffin Stadium, Spurrier's, Visors, and First Magnitude. Brewed by Gators for Gators. 
Welcome back to Sports Scene. We will take Matt's call first. Matt, hi. Hey, guys. I'll be the uh, eternal optimist here. I, you know, the last couple of years, what have we complained about? Like a lot of your phone calls, people complaining about just how unorganized we were or how undisciplined we were or, you know, you're not seeing any of that. You know, I think we played a pretty clean game other than some of the holding penalties on the kickoffs, which can make you want to pull your hair out. But all in all, I mean, I think, you know, especially for a, for a younger team, because he's playing a lot of young guys, we're you know, playing pretty disciplined, sound tackling. Some of these tackles were just phenomenal. Even like the one where they almost got us for targeting, I was, I was yelling at the TV. I said, that's a clean, good hit on the quarterback. And he, and he leveled them, but he did it the way he was supposed to. In the previous regimes, you know, we would have had penalties that would have cost us these games. But, I mean, look, Kentucky just played good. And Shane's been saying it for the last year and a half. Anthony Richardson, he's he's got a lot of work to do. He's not that good of a quarterback right now. And, and you know, Shane got chastised for a lot of that, especially after last week. But it is what it is. But one another good thing, too, is, Anthony's probably going to be around for another year, and we need another quarterback next year because your quarterback room next year doesn't look that great. So if you can develop this kid and he and he can continue to mature and get better, that coupled with the fact that Napier's playing all these young kids and recruiting, I mean, he's, he's recruiting hard on wide receiver and D-line. So it, things look good. So anyway, I'll hang up and listen, guys. Matt, thank you. Tony, hello. Hey, guys, uh, I apologize in advance. My voice is still a little bit shot, man. But listen, uh, just like much last week against Utah, people kind of overreacted to the defense being run on by what I said was probably the best offensive line and run game that we were going to face until we get to Georgia. I think a lot's being made this week also, man. This is the best linebacking core that we're probably going to face all year until you play Georgia. The four starting linebackers for Kentucky are all fifth-year or sixth-year super seniors. If you get into a lab and want to design outside linebackers to stop Anthony Richardson, 13 and 15, Weaver and Wright, the guy who came back from suspension, had the game-changing interception, are the two guys you would come out of that lab with, guys. So Anthony Richardson is going to be fine, I think. Listen, man, based on last year's mishandling and, unfortunately, the schedule this year, all three of Anthony's starts have come against top 20 teams. So he hasn't had a chance really to settle in as a starting quarterback yet, to be honest with you. So I think he's going to be fine. My question to you, Shane, is, is this. First of all, I think I disagree with you on that second, fourth down call. You know, with four minutes left, you got all your timeouts. You're at your own, what, 20-something yard line? If you don't get that, the game's over. Was there, well, I thought it was only like two minutes left. Was it four minutes? Yeah, it was four minutes left still, man. And if you miss that, that's it. It's game. Yeah. They just, they're in field goal range. So, anyways, but that, and I'll tell you what, I'm not really a fan of going for the two-point conversion in the second quarter. That's still too early in the ballgame to be chasing points, man. I mean, it's not even the second half. And you're chasing points? Now, mind you, we got it. But do you think Billy's going to have to adjust some of this, like, you know, gunslinger type of mentality now that he's in the SEC and things are going to be second-guessed a little bit more? What do you think about that? Well, I, I, I really think, and Steve, he may have addressed this throughout the year or, you know, before the season because they're big on analytics. And yeah. I don't know if that's part of the chart or whatever. I mean, the, the old school, you know, go for two would have told you you kick it there. Uh, but I don't know what this new school analytical stuff tells you. 
Yeah, they, uh, they yeah, started the drive six minutes and 13 seconds, fourth and six at the Florida 24. Kentucky got the ball back with 4.02 left. No, he's talking about that, that, was the, that was the first fourth down. He's talking about the second time we had Oh, it. okay, I got you. The okay. second time. That was the second one. That was the second one. Yeah, in the fourth quarter. Just, yeah. Oh, right. that was the second Correct. one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That yes. was the second one, man. And let me tell you guys, the analytics on that are awful against you. So I really don't understand that one. And like I said, I really don't – I'm not a fan of going for two in the second quarter. You're just kicking points too early, man. So I don't know. I think he's going to have to adjust a little bit now that he's in the SEC and at Florida, and things are going to be second-guessed a lot more here, man. All right, fellas, I appreciate Thank it. You, Thank you, Tony. Appreciate the call. South Carolina Gator, hello. Hey, Steve, Shane, what's going on? What's up? No, long time to see. Listen, uh, I just want to tell everyone, yeah, we, 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 listen, we're right where we should be. Because here's the deal. Uh, this was never, if we'd have won that game, Jordan Florida would have been in the top ten. Florida is not a top ten team. Dan Mullen did not leave a top ten team when he left the Gators. I mean, you look at what we're playing. You see a lot of true freshmen that shouldn't be playing. Shamar, you got all these guys that are playing that shouldn't be. We know why Billy went for it on the fourth down play. They were ga- they were gashing the defense a second. We couldn't stop them. And if you look back, look in the Utah game. What happened the second half? We started getting, you don't have the depth. And this, that's one reason and one reason only. Dan Mullen did not recruit and give this guy and, and have this team at the depth that they needed to be. This is not, a, this is not what an SEC team should look like on the line of scrimmage, what we have. And, Shane, you're right. As far as the Anthony Richardson, he's not a drop-back passer. He, he's never going to be that. Even at the end of – Lamar Jackson is not a drop-back passer. But I'm, I'm happy what happened because I, I feel like people was getting in his ear, telling him he would be able to go to the league. He's nowhere near ready to go to the NFL. He has to come back. To no, he does not. Year. No, well, and, and I'm going to just tell you this right now. Okay, okay I'm gonna I'm gonna set the record straight back. right now. Yep. Okay. Okay, set it. Shane will tell you this because he has seen it. Yep. There's guys in the NFL right now who were first round draft choices who are playing now, and it's because of their potential. It's because of what a coach thinks they can do to mold that player. I can get this guy. I can make him good. He becomes a first-round draft choice. Anthony Richardson is the poster child for that. I promise you, if if, if people tell him he wants to go to the league, and if people tell him he can be a first-round draft choice, why wouldn't he go? Okay, well, Steve, here's my only thing to that, though. These other players that you're talking about, they played in college. This kid has sat the bench for two years. I get it. Just, Justin Fields only played one year. Yeah, Fields played one year. And I get what you're saying. I'm saying to you that if people are telling him, I, I, I said this to Shane, Saturday I'm waiting to go to the stadium. I went on CBSSports.com's website for their mock draft. They had Richardson mm-hmm. as the third overall pick in the draft. Got you. Okay. So if he, if if he if he's going to be the third overall pick in the draft, he's not going to go. When would he be drafted higher? 
I feel like the NFL's getting to be, from a quarterback standpoint, they're getting to be how like the NBA is. NBA goes off of potential, what they can yes. be. Potential. Yes. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. So I got I got to run. Thank you for your call. One twenty-eight time check. Brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN ninety-eight one FM, eight fifty AM, WRUF. One FM at eight fifty AM, WRUF. College football season is here, and there's lots of great plays being made. Hey, it's Steve Russell. Let me tell you about one of my favorite plays when it comes to my automobile. I take it to Dave Mays Automotive. Why? Because I trust the team to treat me and my vehicle with respect, integrity, and honesty. If you're tired of being treated like a number at the chain stores, make a great play and head to Dave Mays Automotive, located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind the Sunnies on Waldo Road. Brakes, AC, oil changes, tires, engine and transmission work, and of course, their famous bug check. Modern to import, diesel trucks and fleet service, they do it all. Learn more at DaveMaysAutomotive.com. Dave Mays Automotive, we get the bugs, all of them bugs, out of your car. It's everybody's favorite time of year, Gator football season. And where do Gator fans gather before, during, and after Gator football games? Easy, the social at Midtown. The Social at Midtown is Gainesville's favorite restaurant and rooftop bar and is located right across from Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. Stop in before the game for a few drinks and a bite to eat and then walk to the stadium. After the game, stroll directly across University Avenue and party all night long. And if you don't have tickets to the game, The Social has 60 huge flat screen TVs. So you won't miss one second of the action. You'll even be able to hear the roar of the crowd from The Social's rooftop bar. But you don't need to wait for a Gator game to head to The Social. They open for lunch at 11 o'clock every day of the week. Follow them on social media or check out thesocialgnv.com for daily specials, including their famous all-day happy hour every Sunday. It's time to get social at The Social at Midtown. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. Everybody's friendly. You know, you walk into some places and you can tell who's having a bad day. Not here. It's like everybody's having a good day every day. Expect the unexpected. I thought I had the worst dental problems that anyone could have. Not so. Uh, once it, once we got into the procedures and, and he explained everything that was going to be done, my problems seemed few. If you have any type of hang-ups or fears, anxiety about going to the dentist, which most people probably do, I can assure you, especially from my experience, that they'll relax you enough to where you, you don't have those fears or anxieties. And that's been the greatest part of, of being here, and that's why I continue to stay here. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. When you are injured in an accident, do you really want to call an attorney's office based on the size of their firm? You should ask yourself this question. Can I afford to get lost in the shuffle at a time when I need individualized attention the most? I'm Jack Fine, Gainesville's accident attorney for over 40 years at Fine Park Ashen Parlor Piano. When you call our office, you will speak to one of our four experienced attorneys at no charge. Fine Park Ashen Parlor Piano. Local representation, big firm results. Visit ffplaw.com for a free consultation. 
Daughtry Tree Service has been voted Our Town Magazine's favorite local tree company for 2020, 2021, and 2022. As well as the Newberry Business Hall of Fame for the third year in a row. Call us today for a free estimate. And remember, at Daughtry Tree Service, there's no tree too tall. We do them all. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Scattered storms are possible through the afternoon with heavy rain and frequent lightning all being possible here in some of the strongest cells. We may also see some briefly gusty winds. Temperatures today will be in the upper 80s to near 90 degrees. Showers and storms could provide some cooling relief, but they could also provide the potential for some localized flash flooding. I'll be keeping an eye on that through the evening hours. Temperatures tonight fall into the low 70s. From the UF Weather Center, our meteorologist Justin Ballard. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. The Cowboys are in trouble. I think they know it. But they are in trouble because in the offseason, they did not acquire a backup quarterback that would be sufficient enough if something like this would happen. Backup quarterbacks at a premium. If you can get you one, you go and pay for that guy. This is where we are with the Dallas Cowboys. Another dud, another dud season for them. He, Jay, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. We are proud to be your home for Gators soccer. Spins and fires! Gators on top! You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. The home of the Florida Gators. This is University of Florida President Kent Fox, and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Visor's Rooftop at Spurrier's Gridiron Grill is a perfect place to keep the tailgating going during and after games. That's Spurrier's Visor's Rooftop, open until 1 a.m. every game day. Will says for you, Shane, AR's been on campus for two years and primarily a backup role. What's a fair expectation for one to have given the quarterback with his tenure and limited game experience in terms of their ability to read defenses and throw the ball accurately? What, in your opinion, is a reasonable timeline for his development going forward? Good, good question. It's a great question. Um, you know, people may not want to hear this, but I don't think it takes very long. I mean, Danny Werfel hopped right in as a, as a freshman. Um, Rex, I mean, I think it all goes back to how you understand the game. It's just like I've always said. You, you're, you, people are born with speed. People are born with strong arms. You might be able to increase that a little bit, but accuracy, anticipation, and understanding the game, I mean, you can study for hours, but I, I just don't know if you can teach it. Does that make any sense? It does. Patrick, we kind of answered this a little bit. Shane, if AR has an up-and-down year where the NFL still pick him as a top 15 pick or realize he still needs some seasoning. They'll still pick him. I think so, too, because it's potential. Victor, I think you mean fourth downs here. He said Utah did the same thing last week, and it cost them. I think maybe going forward on fourth downs is what I think he means. And uh, Kevin says uh, on Kentucky's pick six, who was wrong on the play, the quarterback or the receiver, or is there really any way of knowing? Uh, it was the quarterback. I've, I've got information on that. Okay. Let's get to a call from Lenny. Lenny, hi. Hey, how are you? Good. Um, yeah, I was at the game. Uh, actually, I've been to both of them. I'll be to every one of them. Um, the thing that I noticed the most, and I, I didn't see where he supposedly got dinged early on, and I understand Shane, you're saying everybody gets beat up. It's just the way the game is. But it looked to me like for most of the game, he didn't have enough trust in his offensive line. 
and he wasn't really watching his receivers. He was watching the rush. And so it, it just appeared that he made a decision pre-snap where he was going to throw that ball regardless of what happened. And a lot of times it seemed like he wanted to get the ball out so fast so he wouldn't get hit. You know, it just – he was not right. But there were times like there was one play – well, there were a couple of plays where we, we got guys deep over the middle with no one around them. And there was one particular one where we needed a first down, and he threw an out for about 12 yards for the first down over a defender where the, the, the receiver, I forget who it was, jumped up and made the catch. It was the most difficult throw necessary. The one down the middle, the guy was wide open because he didn't see him. I saw that a couple of times where Pearsall was on one side of the field and he locked in on the other side of the field, but he was open. And it just looked like he couldn't get the ball out fast enough because he was worried about the rush and not watching his receivers, which is probably also the pick six. He dropped back and threw that ball immediately. He didn't really, you know, breathe and, and just follow what was happening. He was reacting to what his pre-snap read was. And uh, one other thing earlier. Okay, we got to make it quick. I got a lot of calls, okay, Lenny. Real fast. Steve, somebody called in and they said they didn't like his leadership or whatever on the sideline. You kind of berated him and said, yeah, well, the first game, nobody said that. And I watched the first game. Things went well, and he was high on the sideline, jumping up and down, whatever. I watched him go to the sideline, moping with his head down. And when things weren't good, it isn't like he got tough and said, damn it, I'm going to go out there and do what it takes. He just really – he was kind of in a beat-up mentality. And like I said, I think he was watching the – the line the whole time of uh, the defensive line and not watching his receivers and therein lied his whole problem the entire game okay thank you lenny appreciate the call uh daniel says how long before you make a move to jack miller when he's available to play again from injury if ar struggles continue well first of all it's one game he will get right against south florida jack miller i don't know when he's anticipated to come back i think he's still looking at a couple more weeks um look let the kid play. I mean, he's going to have growing pains. He's going to throw interceptions. I, I can promise you this, Steve. He's going to throw more interceptions this year because that's what quarterbacks do. Yep. You want to <laughs> minimize them. But, yes, but you're going to throw them. Yeah. Uh, okay. For the first time today, we actually have open phone lines, 392-8255, and you can email srussell at wruf.com. What's always amazed me is how things literally change week to week mm-hmm. you know the week before he's compared to cam newton and he's going to win the heisman trophy and all that and now he can't he can't play quarterback on I, I, and, I, can you explain to me and this is not a knock on anybody but after the utah game which he played well thought we played well why there was so much hoopla i thought he was very consistent and efficient he made one long run that realistically there was nobody on that side of the field But is it the spin move on the two-point conversion? Yeah. I think what people get – let me give you a basketball analogy, okay? If a guy scores 10 points, eh, but if four of those points are on spectacular, oh, let that guy – that's what happens. Mm -hmm. People look at the – I think some people look at the spectacular. Kind of like the hurdle of last year. Yeah. And go – and there's no doubt. I mean, some of those plays. Well, no, those are those. If you those, if you listen to Billy's comments after the the other game against Utah, he said we were very sloppy. We didn't do anything elite, but we had a few wow plays. Right. So that's, that's probably what he's talking about. Yes, yeah. and those wow plays are what get what gets fans excited, 
And I think, frankly, what gets NFL scouts excited. They see that. Mm -hmm. They see what his ability is. But, you know, and look, football's no different. I mean, how, how many baseball players are high draft choices and don't make it to the big league? I mean, it's an inexact science. Mm -hmm. just is. Um, is this Krill? Is that right, Brad? Krill? Okay. All right. Krill, hello. I'm an old Gainesville native. I went to my first Gator game in 1956. I was eight years old, and I've seen Shane play, Steve Spurrier, and the other Danny Waffle and Tim Tebow. The one thing that I noticed, and I'm not a football expert in anything, but I think that Mr. Richardson uh, did not read the defense right. And that's what I noticed, and I may be wrong. So, you know, the boy that, that intercepted the pass in the second INT, you know, of course I read in the paper that he didn't even see the guy. So he's got a lot to learn yet, I think. So that's my comment. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Yeah, he does have a lot to learn. Uh, Brandon says, with no or little help on the outside and the perimeter, do you think it would help to move Naquan Wright to receiver? No. He catches the ball well out of the backfield. No. Okay. And then Mary says, do you have any thoughts about the roughing the passer penalty on Florida? Was it justified? Thank you for getting me through the lunch hour every day. Is we he referring to the one on Trey Dean down on the north end zone? Uh, I think so. Yeah, so, so they called it due to him going low, which I don't agree with it. I guess that's the rule. Now, I understand it being a rule in the pocket, but when a quarterback's escaping the pocket, it's almost impossible to play defense these days. Well, and no offense to your position, but they've overprotected it. It's ridiculous. I, I Like, um, you know, I had people texting me during the Alabama-Texas game complaining that that hit that knocked uh, Quinn Ewers out should have been roughing the pass. I'm like, no, there's nothing wrong with that hit. He did drive him into the ground, but you know how many times I got driven into the ground? But that's why. But they didn't call it. That, that's why. Yeah. I, because they normally do call that. Yeah. Because you can't drive the quarterback in the ground. But I don't understand. Game. But from a defensive standpoint, I don't know how, once you make contact with a guy like that, how you, like, stop in mid-action. I, th I think what what they're trying to tell you, that you hit him and then you... Well, that that's like, that's, that's not do. realistic. No, it's not. It's hard. Like I said, it's hard to do. Yeah. I, I'm with you. Uh, Steve, hello. Steve, go ahead. Yeah. I... Uh, I'm sorry, he didn't get my name right. Uh, my name's Dewey, but anyway, uh, how are you, Steve and good. Shane? Uh, good. Uh, Shane, I just want to tell you that uh, you're, uh, I love you in a gator kind of way. You're one of my favorite gators. Uh, it took me a day or two to get over Antonio Langham, but I did. Uh, but uh, I, uh, I agree. I, I listen to your podcast all the time, and I agree with a lot of uh, the things that you say because uh, I've never played an ounce of organized football. I have no idea what it's like out there on the field. I was hoping <laughs> that you weren't right in the things that you uh, gave your uh, opinion on uh, Anthony, uh, either on podcast or on Steve's show, but uh, you can see it, and uh, and hopefully all we can hope for that is he will get better. He'll learn from this and stuff. But uh, he's uh, he's very talented, and I'm sure he's a a great young man. Uh, everything I see and hear from him, he is. Uh, 
he would be a great tight end. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, I also wanted to say to you, Shane, real quick, I don't get a chance to listen to your uh, podcast live, but the other morning you had that number nine. You said it was a dry fit T-shirt. Oh, yes, yeah, so, it's so like a replica jersey. Yeah, yeah, I would like to be able to get one of those uh uh, I didn't catch how I could get one from yeah. you. Uh, e- email but, email my show and we'll get you hooked up. Okay. Thank you for your call. One forty four time check brought to you by Hayes Shirley. Final segment coming up. ESPN ninety eight one FM eight fifty AM WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN ninety eight one FM eight fifty AM WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Victoria Silek. The game time for the matchup between the Florida Gators and the Tennessee Volunteers was released. The football game, set for September 24th, will kick off at 3.30. In the NFL, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers win last night, Tom Brady is now 17-4 all-time in season openers. Next up, the Bucks take on the Saints in New Orleans. Also, to conclude week one of the NFL season, the Denver Broncos will take on the Seattle Seahawks tonight. Catch coverage starting right here at 8. Looking ahead, Florida Volleyball will take on in-state rival Florida State tomorrow. The Gators, with a three-game win streak under their belt, will look to improve their 6-2 overall record. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Victoria Sywick. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Folks, Southeast Car Agency at 310 Northeast 39th Avenue is the place I have purchased my vehicles for years. So many reasons why, but there's two basic ones. Trust and longevity. I trust them because every car I purchased there has lasted me a long time, has had minimal, minimal maintenance. And longevity, when somebody's in business for over 40 years, that tells me something, that they're doing it right and that they are talking about things and doing it the right way, and that's what Southeast Cardency has done. 310 Northeast 39th Avenue. Go see them in person. You can check out the vehicles for yourself. Go online, secars.com. You can do the same thing and check out the vehicles for yourself. It's updated all the time. Remember this as well. They will never hard sell you. They work with you to make sure you get the vehicle that you are looking for. When you go see them in person, make sure and tell them Sports Scene sent you to the good people at Southeast Car Agency. Recently, I picked up my grandson's backpack and was shocked at how heavy it was. Do you know the average student backpack weighs anywhere between 12 and 20 pounds? That's a big bag to lug around. Now, you may not carry a backpack anymore, but I bet you know what it's like to feel the weight of the world on your shoulders. What burdens are you carrying today? Are they relational, financial, stress from your job, difficult health situation? The Bible tells us to cast your cares upon the Lord because he cares for you. Now, the burdens will not magically go away, but they will seem lighter and easier to handle. You can find peace even in the middle of life struggles. Give Jesus a try. He loves you, and he will help you carry your burdens. What have you got to lose except a backpack full of trouble? This is Bryant Wright, speaking right from my heart. For more on this and other topics, visit rightfromtheheart.org.
One thing people really love about International Diamond Center, their diamond experts are not paid on commission. No commission structure means no pressure, brutal honesty, no fluff. That's IDC veteran diamond expert Robbie Blue, who says this approach removes the stress and puts you in control. If I've got three items here and it doesn't benefit me to sell you any one of those, I want you to pick what you like. There's zero incentive to upsell you or steer you in a more expensive direction. If I show you three diamonds that are the shape that you're after and the size. And if one is 11,000, one is 8,000, and one is 6,000, do you see a difference? No commission means I can tell you that take that 2,000 or 3,000 and put it somewhere in your life that will make a difference. If you can't tell the differences, then don't spend it. No commission sales means more honesty, more transparency, and overall just a more pleasant experience. It makes it more fun. It makes it more enjoyable, I think, for me and very much believe for the client. International Diamond Center at Celebration Point. There's a feeling of pride and excellence that comes with living in Gator Country. Just ask Chuck Bush at Chuck Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission. A safe running vehicle needs regular upkeep, so Bush Auto Repair specializes in same-day maintenance. And when she's not running, an ASE tech and computer diagnostic will identify the problem and fix it right the first time. Straight talk and excellent service you'd expect in the swamp. Read their reviews. Keeping cars on the road since 1954. Call Chuck Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission. As a small business owner, you've got ings to do. That's why the UPS Store is here to help. From printing to shredding, even mailboxing, you can get every ing your small business needs all done in one trip, saving you time for all your other ings, like professional photo taking or just enjoying family dinner. The UPS Store, every ing for small business all in one place. The UPS Store. The UPS store locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours may vary. See center for details. From every call third strike to every call to the bullpen, baseball lives here. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. It's the Dean of Sports Talk in Gainesville, Steve Russell, on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM. W-R-U-F. Looking for the best pizza in town? Head on over to Leonardo's Millhopper. The pizza and garlic knots are incredible, and we'll have you coming back for more. That's Leonardo's Pizza Millhopper. Make sure you tell them Shane sent you. And we will also tell you that Florida, Tennessee is a 3.30 kickoff in a couple of weeks in Knoxville. Final segment starts with Stuart. Stuart, hello. Hello. I have a couple questions, and I need some explanations. First, the new rule with blindside hitting, it's a personal foul. I saw it twice in the Alabama game and once I called on us. An indefensive receiver, can you explain that to me? Yes. You cannot, you cannot turn around and uh, block a guy who can't see the block coming. That's, that's that rule. It's new this year, though, correct? No, it's mm, not this it's year. A couple it's of been years. a couple of years, two, three years. I just didn't see it called very often last year, and it seems like it's being called a lot more this year. Well, maybe people are doing it more this year. I don't know. <laughs> okay. um, would Florida benefit from having a, a fullback in the backfield in addition to a running back? Would that help us or not the way they have the scheme of running game? I don't know if anybody plays with a fullback anymore. Maybe Iowa? <laughs> And they it doesn't stink, help them. And they stink. It doesn't help them. Yeah, the fullback has gone away. Okay. Well, 
Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Okay. Thank you, Stuart. Lee is next. Hi, Lee. Hey, how you doing? Um, I was just talking about having another back. It, uh, what do you think about having uh, Johnson and Etienne in the backfield at the same time? I think they lined up the other day with two backs, one on each side of Richardson, and then maybe motion one of them out. I can't exactly remember. That's exactly what they did. Yeah. Okay. And last question. Um, South Florida, uh, do they have the same quarterback they had last year? If, if not, we might be in some trouble because he gave us a little, some, a little fits last year. They have the old Baylor starting quarterback who is very talented. But they struggled with Howard last week for a while. They're not very good. No. Okay, thank you for your call. Uh, Don, our strength is old line and running backs. Need to run the ball more, control the clock, protect our defense. I don't like – uh, I don't feel like this is a very good Kentucky team as in years past, maybe seven and five. Um, offensively, they got so many problems on the offensive line. They don't have any really like game changers on the outside. Now, they'll get better once Rodriguez comes back, but, but, but uh, that, that line, Steve, I couldn't believe what I saw in the first half. Well, and, and we talked about this, Shane, maybe because there's just not a lot of great teams this year, and I think that's the case. That I mean, did anybody really think Florida was the twelfth best team in the country going into the game? No. Does, does anybody? I mean, Kentucky's in the top. What were they number nine now? Yeah, the Associated Press yeah. ain't watching the games. I, I don't know what they're drinking or smoking, but yeah, I mean, th- are they a top twenty-five team? Yes, yeah. I think so. But number nine, yeah. Um, and then he says, "I left the game early with frustration, and got the opportunity to listen to Shane on the radio. Good stuff. Thank you." Okay. Um, all right. Shane, let's, let's leave the last little bit here for us because I think now you're, you're, you're approaching what I think people thought about in the summer. I'm sure you had the same thing on your podcast. In June and July, people are calling and saying or texting you and or, or saying, you know, uh, Mullen didn't leave us a lot. This is a rebuilding year. I mean, if we go six and six or seven and five, I'm really happy about that. Then you beat Utah and you're going to win the national championship. Okay. <laughs> and now all of a sudden you're not going to win three games yeah. because you lost this one. So has your opinion of what Florida could do this season changed over these first two games? No. Uh, I'm going by what my eyes have told me all during spring, summer, and the practices and scrimmages that I saw. Uh, I didn't really ever pick because I, I, I pulled pull the old Kirk Herbstreit. I'm not picking because I, I call the games. Game. Yep. But it, but I was around that seven to eight. I thought if we won eight, I thought Billy would be coach of the year in the conference. Yeah. Uh, that's just my personal opinion from a talent standpoint. Uh, we got a long ways to go. I'm not sure Utah's as good as people think now that I've watched them play defense. Because they were solid, but they played way too much man coverage for Utah. Maybe that was their mistake. And I think Utah is good defensively for the league they're in. You're probably right. But I look, the Trojans are going to slice and dice them. Uh, the other question I have is about Tennessee. They were down, and there was one, I think they were down 10 nothing, and it could have been 17, and they bounced back. How big a win is that for Tennessee? to win at Pittsburgh, how good of a team do you think they are? 
Well, Heifel's done a great job. They're explosive. I still don't know how good their defense is because, right. you know, Pitt played most of that game with their backup quarterback. Yep. Slovis got knocked out, uh, and it went into overtime. But but Hendon Hooker's a perfect fit for what they try to do. He's been accurate with the football. Um, Doring thinks they have the best receiving core in America. America? America at Tennessee. Okay. So I haven't watched them enough to make an assessment on that. He watches game tape yeah, all day long. Yep. So uh, that could cause some problems for us. Texas A&M. I, look, I, people think I don't like Jimbo Fisher. That's not I have I've never met Jimbo Fisher personally, but for all and, and, and if people want to equate money, well, he's Kevin Sumlin. He may has be he worse. Done, he may be worse than Kevin. Yeah, Sumlin. has he done anything much different than? I mean, he beat Alabama. Give him that. But it's amazing to me that he's supposed to be this offensive guy. He can't get a quarterback. Yeah, it really is amazing and. Wasn't his buddy the guy that hired him? Yeah, one of them, yeah. Yeah, I wonder if they worked the deal out. You know, pay me all this money, I'll, I'll slide you some under the table or something. Because, <laughs> look, they're they're not very good. I, I, I screenshot it, Steve. Let me pull it up real, real quick. I know we're running late. But um, this was the amount of plays in the game the other day. App State ran 82 offensive plays. A&M, 38. Wow. It was a one-score game. Well, they ran a – A&M only scored one offensive touchdown. Right. They ran a kickoff back. A-Shane yeah. did. But I don't know if I've ever seen stats like that. Wow. Yeah. Hooray for the Sun Belt, right? Good for those guys. Yeah. Um, now, going forward, let's look at our league. Georgia has been impressive. Is, is Alabama a blip or is it trouble for the Crimson Tide? Well, it's hard to say trouble. Uh, they're not the team they've been. Now, granted – you got to give Texas a ton of credit. I thought their plan, uh, I thought Ewers threw the ball well. Sarkeesian, he schemed them up and had some dudes running wide open. Um, Alabama will be fine, but Georgia's clearly better than they are this year, in my opinion. If you look at, you know, it's, it's funny, the other night doing the postgame show, uh, somebody emailed me this question. It was a great question. He said, Alabama escapes. So let's put them at least in the top two. Who'd be three in the league? Tennessee or oh, Kentucky? In the, oh, in the league. In the league, um, yeah. Shoot. No, is if Tennessee played Kentucky, who would you pick now? Tennessee. Okay. Yeah, I, I, don't, I, think, I think they'll move the ball on them. Um, but I, I think it's either Arkansas or Mississippi State, quite honestly. Okay, Mississippi State, very impressive the other night. Yeah. Quarterback, um, quarterback's good. Yeah, and Arkansas did well too. I mean, they. Did, I, 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 but I'm. I'm not sure how good they are defensively either. Which is surprising. Uh, you know, they. They have uh, what's it? Barry Odom is their their coordinator. Now I know they lost like an all conference safety. I can't remember his name. He got hurt last week. He's out for the year. Uh, but they, they're an interesting team. But it's it's funny. Look at Alabama last year. Th- that's kind of how they played against Auburn, and then Bryce Young takes them down at the end and wins it. Uh, I think Alabama's going to be okay, but they don't have that explosiveness on the outside right now. No, they do not. Don't forget, tomorrow, join us at 11 a.m. Shaner, yours truly, the head ball coach, will take you inside the huddle, and then we'll do sports scene tomorrow at our regular 12 o'clock time. We appreciate you listening today and enjoy and enjoyed the comments of Gator football coach Billy Napier and his presser today. Thanks to Brad for producing. Uh, tomorrow, a conversation with Jerry Rice is among the things that we will do. 
Uh, we hope you will enjoy that. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Enjoy the rest of your Monday. So long, everybody. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. the south it's always college football season and the king of college football reigns supreme all year long southern sports today proudly presents the chuck oliver show it's an inside look at everything college football now live from atlanta georgia it's time to talk college football with the reigning king of college football chuck oliver on southern sports today a tough evaluation for alabama and I need to know how long it's going to last. It is the Chuck Oliver Show on a Monday. And, yes, I watched all of it over the weekend. And, yes, the Sun Belt had the best regular season Saturday. Because there have been a lot of Saturdays. Teams have won like Rose Bowls and Sugar Bowls and National Championships and stuff. Sun, Bowl, uh, Sun Belt, I believe, had the best regular season Saturday a conference has ever had because they're not supposed to win any of those games all season. They're just supposed everybody heard what App State got, right? Million and a half dollars. They're just supposed to get the check. That's the deal. That's why App State gets a million and a half because they're supposed to go there and lose. So I watched all of that. And it was a tremendous Saturday and again, unprecedented for a conference because a conference such as the Sun Belt having three of those wins on the same against the teams they beat. Wow. Uh, but I start with the team that I believe is the national champion. And I have to say that Saturday, Saturday, 48 hours ago, okay? Here's what I know Saturday, Alabama didn't pass protect well. And Saturday, Alabama was very undisciplined. And Saturday, there were a lot of things that I could put on what I saw Saturday by Alabama in Austin, Texas, when, let's all remember, they won a ball game. They didn't pass protect well, and they were, they were noticeably undisciplined if Ed Ogeron was the head coach. Was it 15 penalties against Texas? For Nick Saban, for him to coach a team with 15 penalties? So that was Saturday, and Alabama came back on the road against, I think, a good team and beat them 20 to 19. Now, I said Saturday all this happened. Didn't happen the previous Saturday against Utah State. Utah State wasn't quite the same thing. Aggies in Tuscaloosa, Longhorns in Austin, not the same. So, Saturday, Alabama didn't pass protect well, and they were undisciplined. Now, 
those were the two biggest noticeable, my gosh, that's not Alabama at all. What's wrong with them? And I said, I don't know how long the evaluation, I know it's true for Saturday, but I don't know how long that evaluation is going to last. Chuck, what do you mean? I mean, Saturday they didn't pass protect well. Is that because that's what the offensive line is again? Or is it because Texas schemed up something good and they've got a couple of horses? I mean, they got they actually the the middle of their line. They weren't easy to move, and their linebackers, Alabama had a little something going early, and I'm talking about a little consistent running at least, and then they popped a big one with Jason McClellan. But all that disappeared until the very end of the game. So I don't. is that because the offensive line, that's what it's going to be again? Or is it because Texas had a really good day on the sidelines and then on the fields? They had a really good day with their scheme and their play call and their coaching and they had a good day on the field with the execution. Was Saturday a Texas thing combined with Alabama still kind of feeling their way? Or is this offensive line going to be that again? See, I don't know if that's Saturday's evaluation or that's the 2022 evaluation because guess what it became at some point last season? Hey, 2021, we're just not going to be great on the offensive. Very good, pat, nowhere near standard. You're like those two old guys on the Muppets in the corner of the theater. Not great. No, they're okay. They're good enough. Boy, we're bad. And at some point, Bama fans, I tell you, the miracle between the final five minutes of the Auburn game and then seven days later, figured out how to block it against that front from Athens. And then you didn't really after that. But you got it done. You won an SEC championship. I care about that. That's yeah, You played a ball game and you won. Play great opponent, you won. So, but but everybody knows what's the story of Bama's offensive line, 2021. At some point, we realized it wasn't just a tough Saturday against an opponent, and it wasn't just hey Bryce got hit a little bit more than we felt going in. Maybe it would happen at some point in 2021. Didn't we all kind of look around and go, eh, Evan Neal, boy, he's good. You know what it reminded me of? Whenever Quentin Tarantino comes out with a new movie, hey, do you see the Quentin Tarantino movie? Yeah. Next time that happens, start a, a clock in your head. Within about 10 seconds, people, the, the other person will say, there'll be a pause. Man, I love Pulp Fiction. That was last year. What do you think about the offensive line? Well, this, this, that. Boy, Evan Neal's good. That's like all you had. Well, Evan Neal's not there. So I don't know if that was a Saturday thing or if that's like last season where we're all going to look around, I don't know, in about a month when they play Tennessee and go, how'd that happen? Tennessee's better than Texas, I believe. Not perfect by a sight. Hey, we're talking Tennessee today, aren't we? Absolutely. So they play Tennessee in a few few weeks. Third Saturday in October, actually, this year. It actually fits the calendar and the the heritage. And I don't know what it's going to look like that day. Is that when we look around and go, yeah, this is kind of like last season. They're just not that good. 
Or was that a Saturday thing? The undisciplined part? Was that Saturday? Hey, it's really hot and I'm sweaty. Was that a Saturday thing? Or was that a you're not as talented at corner in, as in previous years and instead of playing proper technique or being fast enough to cover, you get grabby in the secondary? Because I got news for you. All right? I mean, help me out here. Dallas Turner landing on the other team's quarterback like somebody pushed him out of a building, that's not the same as you figuring out how to cover Isaiah Worthy or Xavier Worthy. It's just not. Dallas Turner knocking Quinn Ewers out of the game is not the same as Kool-Aid McKinstry. All right, I got this Worthy kid figured out. Because I got news for you. He blistered you. Five catches, 97 yards, and he dropped the post for a touchdown. It was, it, was, it was in his hands. So I don't know that you ever figured out how to cover Xavier Worthy. The reason he's, well, in the second half, we should, in the second half, you had Hudson Card on half a leg. Like the wrong leg, like the one where he had to plant and drive forward. No, wasn't working. So was that just Saturday and you got bailed out because Dallas Turner's a monster? Good way, by the way. I love me some Dallas Turner. I've been on, I believe the kids would say, um, fanboy um, of Dallas Turner since last year. And I think he didn't take over until the final, I don't know, five, six, maybe even four weeks. Whatever. He's a beast. And he played like it on Saturday. So was that just a bailout? And if not for Dallas Turner, and you got a penalty on it, by the way, I want to say right now, and I'm not a Bama fan, defender, booster, I'm a big Dallas Turner fan. Folks, he didn't really wrap up. He didn't drive into the ground. He didn't plant a shoulder on Quinn. Now, by the letter, it's a penalty, I guess. But he didn't wrap up. He had his arms in sort of a... Like, he was invading his personal space. You know how you do your arms like that around Quinn Ewers? I'm going to tell you, if he would have just if he would have just gone palms out, kept his arms there but just tried to bend palms out as much as possible, he might have avoided the penalty. But he did not shamu him. He just made contact, and then as he didn't squeeze, he didn't drive, he didn't do any of that. He got the penalty, and... I can see, yeah, okay, but if he would have just put his wrist out, just like put his arms out, just, I mean, a little bit, then he would have avoided it. Well, he didn't. Do you know why? And why I'm saying, folks, I'm a huge Dallas Turner fan, and it probably, I guess, by the letter. Do you know why he didn't? Because he wasn't disciplined that play. And what is Bama? They're disciplined. They don't give you stuff. Turns out you gave him the penalty, but you took Quinn Ewers out of the ballgame. So instead of really blocking out the environment and the scoreboard and that dude is really big, tough guy across the line, instead of blocking all that out and focusing how you're supposed to, you're an offensive lineman on Saturday and you move early. Or this was worse, you move late. Hey, what happens when you move early? It's a five-yard penalty, and Bama had that. What happens when you move late? Yeah, that's even worse. Because when you move late, Bryce Young's staring at clouds. 
So all that happened Saturday, and you still won. Use the lesson, man. We're going to take a break, come back, uh, talk a little college football maybe. We got uh, Clay Hilton, the victorious head coach of the Georgia Southern Eagles. That's up next. Trust the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts to recommend the best products for your car. Like five quarts of Mobile One Full Synthetic, now just $33.95, plus earn double O rewards points. Extend the life of your vehicle, improve performance, and protect your engine against sludge and wear with Mobile One Full Synthetic at O'Reilly Auto Parts and O'ReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low we can't publish them anywhere. We'll even save you money with cheap travel.